attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Welcome to The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. It's been over a decade since Sean Hannity last wrote a book, Conservative Victory, Defeating Obama's Radical Agenda. It was released in March of 2010. At the time, the king of cable news vowed that it would be his last book. In fact, just a couple of years ago, he sat in my office as I was laboring over my own book, The Russia Hoax. I remember that Sean seemed rather amused at my daily misery as I pounded out the pages. He laughed and said, now you understand why I'll never write another book again. I was skeptical, and it turns out I was right. Sean has penned a brand new book. It's titled Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. In it, Sean sounds the alarm at the far left's determination to turn America into a land that our parents, our founders, and framers would scarcely recognize. Radical change to our economic systems, the diminishing of free markets, and the destruction of our constitutional freedoms. Progressives, he writes, want a government that regulates and micromanages the minutiae of our lives and wage war against the civil liberties enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Sean goes on to explain how liberals have hijacked the Democratic Party and persuaded Joe Biden to join them in radically remaking America. Government takeover of health care, a multi-trillion dollar Green New Deal, higher taxes, regulations that will strangle businesses, and a slew of social dictates, all of which will destroy economic growth and cause equity markets to tank. That is what is at stake in the November presidential election. With a global pandemic, violence and chaos reigning in our streets, Sean Hannity told me that people who care deeply about liberty cannot afford to lose in 2020. I sat down with a television superstar to talk in detail about his new book, set to be released on August 4th. We discussed why he felt it was so vital for him to write it. His fears about the future of this country may surprise and alarm you. Sean, good to be with you. First of all, we're great friends. I've interviewed your (laughs) number one bestsellers. Um... And I can never duplicate it, but uh, it's great to do this. Thank you for coming. It's a hot day, so if we start sweating, so people know why. Um, but anyway, thank you for Thanks doing for this. taking the time. There, there's a Latin phrase at the bottom of the book. Mm-hmm. Explain it. Live free or America dies. Uh, you know, we, we were talking ahead of time, and we know the famous Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. Right. We know the, the motto, the slogan of uh, New Hampshire's live free or die. And... I'll be honest, I watched you pound out every single word of your book every night, your two books, because your office was next to mine, and I, I, I haven't done a book in 10 years. The moment is critical. This is a turning point, tipping point, all those things we always talk about, choice, election, it's the biggest in our lifetime, and the stakes couldn't be higher, and I wanted to get it lay out the case so anybody and everybody could know exactly what is at stake here. And I've never, ever been as worried for this country 
that is so great as I am for this country now. Right. And, you know, I mean, it is every issue. It's not just some issues. It's everything. And I think the race has changed dramatically in the last few weeks. And I think that now it's, it is very clear cut. I can go through them very quickly. We can get into more detail if you like. But, you know, if you are happy with the anarchy, the lawlessness, the lack of law and order, uh, anarchists taking over city blocks, chop, chaz, spaghetti, potluck dinner, <laughs> autonomous summer of love zones where innocent Americans die. If you're happy with, the, oh, on average 60 or 70 people in Chicago that are shot every weekend right. uh, and they don't do anything about it. Biden and Barack didn't do anything about it the eight years they were in office. If you're happy with the violence in New York City or you agree with Joe on uh you know, oh, yeah, we absolutely, the police have now become the enemy. Okay, there are some bad cops. I always talk during the whole Russia collusion issue and the deep state about the 1%, but I always made a distinction about the 99%. The same, same for police officers. Right. These are people that are putting their lives on the line every single day to protect and serve their cities, their towns, their communities. They deserve better. Joe Biden doesn't have one good word to say about them. The police have now become the enemy, and yes, I support reallocating funds. They don't like the word defund anymore because they don't like the way it sounds, so they've focus grouped a new term, but it's defund. That's what that word means. So that's law and order. Then we've got higher taxes. I mean, Joe Biden is running on dramatically raising taxes on every American. Donald Trump's tax cuts have created the most massive, you know, employment record, low employment numbers we've ever seen. And it benefited all Americans that have historically been left behind, even in spite of liberal democratic policies. That is at stake in this election. Uh, national security, energy independence, what kind of people we want on the bench, our judiciary, uh, originalists, um, say, versus those that would legislate from the bench. These are profound, deep issues. Here's another one. Border security or the United Sanctuary uh, States of America and amnesty. And then free health care for illegal immigrants. Foreign policy. You want somebody who's fighting for better trade deals successfully? All the predictions that Donald Trump was a protectionist never came true. None of it came true. But he did get better trade deals with Canada, Mexico, Japan, our Western European allies, China, and... and elsewhere around the world, and we're better off because of it. American manufacturers saw tremendous job creation, jobs Joe and Barack said were never coming back. This is just the tip of the iceberg. This is an overview. Many of the arguments you're making today are in your new book, Live Free or Die, available online, Amazon.com, probably BarnesandNoble.com, Hannity.com. There it is. One of the chapters, chapter five, to me is is one of the most important. It's called. I can't, I can't outdo you in this chapter. And I, by the way, I thought of a lot about that as I'm doing the chapter. It's called the hoax of the century, uh, in which you explain in excruciating detail, but appropriately, um, that it was all a hoax, and the FBI knew it was a hoax. Newly discovered documents now show that. Yet they lied to the American people. Is this, in your judgment, the worst case of government abuse and corruption that you ever seen? Biggest abuse of power, corruption scandal in American history. You had two number one best-selling books on this very topic, both ends of it. Um, don't, I hope you don't mind I stole, you know, because we call it the same <laughs> thing. Um, I watched you 
go through the details. There, there was a, I call the ensemble cast of us. Right. You were a big part of it. Uh, John Solomon was a big part of it. Joe and Victoria were a big part of it. Uh, I'm going to miss people. Um, Sarah, you, but this was a three and a half year, you know, ordeal that this country was put through. Right. We were right and the mob and the media was wrong. They lied. Now, the problem is, is you start at the beginning. You have the same cast of characters, the Deep State, Comey, Strzok, Page, McCabe, all these others. They start with saving Hillary Clinton from a clear violation of the Espionage, Espionage Act. You cite the law. I have it burned into my brain. 18 U.S.C. 793. <laughs> the only difference between me and you is you can give me the subsections and bite in detail. And then it was the subpoenaed emails deleted, bleach bit, hammers, devices, the, all of it combined. And then it was Russia, Russia, Russia. They were warned before the first FISA application. Now, again, the bulk of information in the application says at the top of a FISA warrant, verified, right? Right. The bulk of information was Hillary Clinton's, ironically, bought and paid for, dirty Russian dossier, misinformation. It became, even the New York Times concluded that. And it was used to take away the rights of one person named Carter Page, his constitutional rights and civil liberties, but it was done to spy on Donald Trump, the candidate, to spy on Donald Trump and his transition team, and in the words of Attorney General Barr, uh, deep into the Trump presidency. They were warned before the first FISA warrant Kathleen Kavlik at the State Department said, don't trust Christopher Steele. It's unverified. Hillary paid for it. There's a political agenda. Bruce Orr did it in August of 2016. They did it anyway. Then it gets even more insidious and more evil because there's four warrants in total, three renewal applications. Comey signed the first three. Buente um, signed one. Sally Yates signed one. McCabe signed McCabe one. McCabe signed Rosenstein. one. Rosenstein. Rod Rosenstein signed the last one. Based in the last interview he gave before the Senate Judiciary Committee, he said, oh, knowing what I know now, I would not have signed it. Right. It was false information from the beginning. And the problem is, is that they've dragged the country through hell. They abused their power, and they did it to take down a president. They had an insurance policy. First, they wanted to stop him from becoming president. That's why they saved Hillary. And they didn't apply the laws equally in that case. Equal application equal justice under the law. That was gone. Constitutional order was disrupted, and now you have a few powerful figures that think they know better than we, the American people, who should have been elected. Now, here's where it even gets worse. Now we know, with the revelations recently, and that's Lindsey Graham's committee, Peter Strzok said, we don't have anything. There's no evidence of any Russia collusion. But they kept it going anyway. This was early in 2017. Right. They signed two more warrants thereafter, right? Appointed a special counsel. Appointed a special counsel. None of this, who knew what, where, and when. And then it gets even worse. Because when people were put under oath, and this was the information that corrupt, compromised, congenital liar Adam Schiff, ironically the only guy on tape, 
trying to collude with somebody he thinks is a Russian and turns out to be a hoaxer. He says, uh, so you have compromising materials on Donald Trump? Uh, compromising materials on Donald Trump. What's the nature of the compromise? Uh, and and uh, picks a naked Trump, na- naked Trump. Has Vladimir seen them? Uh, but of course, Vladimir sees Busova, <laughs> naked pig, you know, compromising materials. Funny, but not funny. Hillary's paid for the Russian dirty dossier. Hillary did it. They're claiming Donald Trump. Now you have Strzok and everybody on the seventh floor of the FBI, the DOJ, right? Most powerful people in the world take what they knew to be true and they don't go back, which is they're required to by law. You pointed that out to me first and update the application warrant. Okay. Unverifiable, then debunked. Right. Now, we have so many examples where they got to the subsource that they interviewed in January, January 21st of 2017, three separate days of interviews. The subsource said this was bar talk, literally said bar talk. You were the first to say after reading it, and I read it after you, that when you read the dossier, it's like ridiculously funny right. in a sick way because you can't believe any of it. You know, um, then we find out. They didn't think they had inf- they they had no information. Also confirmed in a, this very important January fifth um, Oval Office meeting, Biden is there. He's the one that mentions the Logan Act in that meeting, as as we now know from Peter Strzok's personal notes. Uh, Obama is there saying, "Get our people on this," and maybe we shouldn't tell the incoming administration things about national security. Uh, what, Susan Rice was there. Well, that was January 5th, 15 days later. Now we know why she went back and memorialized. He said, do everything by the book because she knew they, did, she knew they didn't do everything CYA by the book. CYA memo. CYA. Um, and Sally Yates admits she was shocked that Barack Obama knew everything about General Flynn yeah. and the call with the, his soon-to-be Russian counterpart, Kislyak, and... The irony, too, is when you go back then to the House Intelligence Committee, when we finally got those transcripts, all of these officials said that they had also did the same thing with their soon-to-be counterparts when they're going into the Obama administration, but they all said the other same thing, and that is that they had no evidence of any collusion. Right. But they did it. They, uh, when, we, when this finally, uh, it's going to be very fascinating to see what Durham and Barr ultimately do here. I believe the evidence is overwhelming and incontrovertible that this was the biggest abuse of power. I believe that people lied. My sources are now telling me that there are lower-ranking officials. Yes, some that we've never even heard of. That are telling the truth and have evidence to back it up. There was spying going on on another side of this, and that was across the pond, if you will. Mm-hmm. Why did I always say, gee, I wonder what the people in Great Britain were doing or the people in Italy were doing or some of our counterparts in, in Australia? Because now we have an intelligence side of all of this, and we now know, we, the, the, we know that there are lies in the Mueller report right. about Joseph Misford, for example. Right. And it was we Western were, intelligence. We were outsourcing some of the spying on our own citizens. Bingo. To, our, to circumvent American law. That's right. Um, one wonders what would have happened if the FBI had actually been honest that we have no evidence that it's all an invented lie. But, but I want to turn but, to well, page... Can I just say one thing, ahead. though? Lisa Page said it in a right. text. 
no, it was Strzok that said no, they're there, and Lisa Page said this is pretty much the right. same thing. But they're only talking to themselves, their own little miniature echo page uh, 124. Right. How does the FBI get away with turning its powerful tools on the man the United States citizenry elected as president? How do we end up with a special counsel who completely ignores FBI abuse and instead spends two years tyrannizing the Trump White House? The answer is the swamp. So my question to you is, how confident are you that the swamp will actually be held accountable criminally? Well, let me let me backtrack. If I say the title of the book is Live Free or America Dies, if we don't get it right, if there's not a price to pay, justice is dead in America. This is a constitutional republic. I start out the book, you know, a republic if you can keep it. Right. right? Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. And if you don't, that constitution, and you're the lawyer here, you're, you're more versed in this than I am. And, but I, that is the foundation of our entire justice system and the rule of law. Mm-hmm. Um, the principle of equal justice under the law and equal application under our laws then no longer exists. I would already argue that it's missing because the treatment of Papadopoulos withholding exculpatory information in his case or for a process crime of lying to Congress in Roger Stone's case where 29 guys in tactical gear, frogmen, pre-dawn raid, guns drawn, uh, and CNN cameras tipped off, okay, that's an abuse of power. Same with Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort's case was dead, gone, and buried. Politico describes how it was a DNC operative that got that added mothballs because they wanted to hurt Trump. Then you add to that all of General Flynn, I mean, this is how we treat a 33-year war hero because they didn't think he was lying, but they said that they were going to go after his son who was in business with him unless he signed that paper. He was being a good father. He signed the paper to save his son. Yes. That's what he did, and they made him do it. And he still, you know, it's been forever for him to get the justice in his case. So the answer is, forget it. Look, I'm gonna be very blunt here. Republics fail, historically. America can fail. America, as we know it, can collapse. And the biggest part that I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is I go through what has made America, I believe, the greatest country God has given man. The answer simply is freedom and liberty, capitalism against socialism. Now you have the most radical group of extreme socialists that are, this is what they're offering, this radical agenda. I give the history of the rise of radicals, I gave the 2020 utopian vision. We talked at length about the Green New Deal. I talked at length about Bolshevik Bernie's economic policies. I talked at length about Beto Bozo's assault on the Second Amendment. Then Schumer, Pelosi, and Biden, 125 years of failure. Greg, if if what they are running on is ever implemented, bye-bye American pie, it's over. America as we know it will be changed forever it will irreparable damage will be done if those policies that they're stating publicly are implemented how serious am i serious as a heart attack 
I want to talk about the media because you do at great length. The um, mob. The, the media mob, as you describe them, the liberal mainstream media. You argue they are so obsessed with their pathological hatred for Trump, they've dropped all semblance of objectivity. They spread lies, distortion, and propaganda. How destructive has the media mob been? Have they squandered all trust? I can't even give enough adjectives. <laughs> To describe it. The worst part is it's 99% of the media. You know, fake news CNN is fake news. To the president's credit, he has branded them for who they are. We've talked as conservatives. I'm 33 years in radio. I'm in my 25th year at Fox. This isn't exactly my first rodeo, Greg. And we've always talked about media bias. We've known about Media Research Center for all these years. It's never been this bad. The example I use is it's every second, every minute, every hour of every 24-hour day, seven days a week, every month. Ever since that man and his wife came down that escalator in Trump Tower, they have been on a mission to destroy his presidency with the help of some very powerful people in the deep state that think they're smarter than we smelly Walmart chopper Trump voters, uh, irredeemable deplorables, as Hillary called us, or that cling to our God, Bibles, guns, and religion. Or, as Biden says, we get a chance to rewrite the economy and transform America. What does that mean? Well, we know who he surrounded himself with. Right. So the mob, they don't tell the truth. They lied about Russia. They got it wrong. They lied. They hyped. It was smear, slander, lie, besmirchments, character assassination. You name it, they did it all. Well, and you were demonized for taking a very strong position that, wait a minute, where's the evidence? This Mm -hmm. is a hoax. You got it right because newly discovered documents certainly prove it. So did you. And the media got it wrong. How does that make you feel? You know, I'd like to be able to take a big victory lap, but, you know, number one, we don't have time. There's too too many other things to do. Would have been nice if they would admit that they've been wrong. It would have been nice if they would retract and apologize and correct. You know, I make mistakes, and when I do, I go on there. Sorry, I messed up. Now, they're happy with their Pulitzer Prizes. Oh, yeah, they get Pulitzer Prizes for false, for false stories. Right. Um, the, the scariest part of it, though, to me, is I mentioned you and our ensemble cast. More many of us, Greg. No. 20? Yeah. In Congress, really all in to get to the truth. 15 more, 12 more? 10 or 15. 10 or 15? Okay. We went up against the entire media industrial complex. We told the American people the truth, you know, and and hopefully justice is on the other end of it. I'll tell you, as somebody that, you know, his mom, as I told you earlier, was a prison guard, dad, you know, family court probation. I had two family members that got to be FBI special agents. They were deity in my family. They were the highest of the high. That was the ultimate. So many relatives, distant cousins, etc., all became cops. These are honorable people. And I have to now go take on the FBI. It went against every fiber of my being. But we were right. And they did abuse their power. And they did enormous damage to not just President Trump, but the presidency itself, the institution. And Director Ray needs to get his act together and fix the premier law enforcement agency in the world or get out of the way. I know where you stand. Uh, I, yeah, with Christopher Ray at the helm, it, it won't happen.
Sean Hannity, thank you very much. The name of your new book coming out is Live Free or Die. I read it cover to cover. It's beautifully. So you mark it up. (laughs) It's beautifully written. The arguments are compelling, well researched. Thank you. uh, Thoroughly sourced. And you told me you were never going to write another book again a couple of years ago, and here it is. You you did it. And, you know, I think uh, the the readers in America owe you a debt of gratitude. Uh, All I want is if anybody, if you say to yourself, "What, what can I do? If all you can do is vote, thank you. If you can educate people, that's what this book is about. Don't buy two copies, share it, pass it around. My last book, I gave every penny away to charity. It's not about the, this. For me, is about the moment. This is this is America on the verge, tipping point. It's all on the line. To win an election for a Republican is not easy, Greg. Yeah. You gotta take. You gotta win Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. You gotta take Iowa. You gotta get Ohio. You gotta pick off Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, hopefully Michigan. Maybe Minnesota will be in play. You got to hold Arizona, fight for Nevada, fight for New Mexico, fight for New Hampshire, fight for the second congressional district in Maine. They all matter. Every vote matters. You've been a good sport uh, due to COVID and social distancing. We chose <laughs> to do this. It's 100 degrees, we, and I just worked we out. We did it outdoors. We and did. you're I'm sweating like a pig. You're a great sport about no, it. No, no. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's an honor a, to a have A great you. colleague and a good friend. Thank Same you. Same here. And that's my interview with Sean Hannity. You can watch the full discussion with Sean on Fox Nation. And of course, you can pre-order his new book, Live Free or Die, soon to be a bestseller at Hannity.com. I'm Greg Jarrett, and that's The Brief. Glad to have you along. See you next week.